welcome to the Pinnacle Mindset Show. I am your host tonight, Sophie. Um, you'll have heard my voice before. And tonight we have Jeffrey Webster on the show. Welcome, Jeffrey. Hello, thank you for having me on. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that's amazing. So I thought rather than me introducing you, I thought, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do? So my name is Jeffrey Webster. I'm a sport and performance psychology consultant based in Scotland and normally a bit further afield. Uh, <laughs> but this year based from pretty much my bedroom, living room, office, <laughs> uh, house. Um, and yeah, I work with an array of teams, individual athletes, national governing bodies, academies, organizations to essentially cater for the mental side of performance and health and well-being as well. Amazing. So how, let's go back to little baby Jeffrey. Um, how did you get into <laughs> Like what, what, what made you go on this path? Yeah, so I guess going way back, I've always been a lover of sport. I was always interested in sport. I was always participating, competing um, in a different range of sports when I was younger. Uh, I didn't really specialize in the one sport. I was, a, I was an all-rounder. Um, you know, on a Monday night, it would be badminton, Tuesday night basketball, Wednesday night, um, it would be, you know, shinty, uh, you name it, I played it. And it was great fun. Um, absolutely loved it and just enjoyed the whole social side of things. I enjoyed competing um, and that naturally led me on to wanting to do a little bit of coaching. So I started to coach kind of mid to late high school, coached basketball and badminton around different primary and secondary schools uh, in Glasgow and East Renfrewshire. Uh, loved the coaching aspect of it as well. I really enjoyed coaching younger kids and getting them interested in sport and the participation side of things. Um, and naturally that led me on to wanting a career in sport I didn't really know what I wanted to do I just knew that I wanted to work within sport that's what I was passionate about and I couldn't really see myself working in any other discipline um I didn't really know what I wanted to do like I said it was just I, I just knew that I wanted to work within sport so from there went on to university to do a degree in sport coaching and development and there was a lot of science uh, sport science in that as well so I was learning about loads of different uh, disciplines within the sporting fields strength and conditioning uh, coaching itself um, nutrition biomechanics physiology and it wasn't till the third year of my undergrad that I started learning about sports psychology. I knew it was a thing, but I didn't really know what it was and how it could help and what it would look like. And I remember as clear as day, the, the first sports psychology lecture, and the lecturer came in and she was going on about how beneficial sports psychology was. She was a sports psychologist herself. 
Um, she was going on about how beneficial sports psychology was, um, how she believes that every team should work with one. It can provide you with X, Y, and Z benefits. And it seemed amazing. My jaw kind of hit the floor. Um, then I started to naturally question things. Um, kind of along the lines of, okay, why, if it's so good, why, if it's so beneficial, why, if it can help so many athletes, why have I never worked with one? Never mind work with one. Why have I never even seen one in person out of all of my years, probably about 15, 16 years by this stage, all of my years involved in sport, whether it was participating, whether it was competing up to kind of regional level, and then laterally coaching, why have I never even seen one in person? And it didn't really match up. And I would go to these lectures week after week, and I would learn about different concepts to do with sports psychology, confidence, motivation, goal setting, imagery, handling pressure, all of this kind of stuff. And I, it just resonated with me so much and I could relate everything that I was learning back to my experiences when I was younger playing sport and competing and thinking to myself, geez, this could have helped me so much. Yeah, this could have helped right. me so much. This could have potentially taken me to the next level if I'd wanted to. Um, and I just thought there were so many benefits that my younger self didn't get. Not because I couldn't, but because I didn't even know that it was a thing. Yeah. I didn't even know that Definitely. I could receive these benefits. Yeah, and it's so crazy, really, when you think about it, that pretty much every sports club up and down the country has a physio. And, like, you don't go to a physio for when you've got a problem. You go to a physio when, before that problem develops. And, yes, performance psychology is kind of viewed totally different, that you only go when you have a problem. And I think that you definitely have touched on a really important thing where you've just said like why have I never seen one um and you have also said about the benefits of working with performance psychologists what benefits do you think I mean obviously you'll know loads but what what are the benefits like outline the benefits for people who don't know anything about this well I would say the benefits to sport and performance psychology are, are twofold really. One is the benefits on performance, how it can benefit your actual performance, whether that's in sport, whether that's in school or higher education, um, musical theatre, acting, whatever it may be. And specifically within that, you, you can improve your confidence, you can understand your mind better, you can um, learn to use your nerves to their advantage, learn to thrive under pressure, um, learn to improve your self-belief. Um, those are just a small few. There can be even things in relation to enjoyment and motivation. 
Um, there are literally so many, um, the list is endless. However, to kind of, I guess, characterize them uh, or categorize them even, I would say that, yeah, performance enhancement is one. And if a lot of athletes were to think about what holds them back within sport, there might be a, there might be a few things. There might be a few things that they would like to develop and work on. Guaranteed, at least one of those things would be a psychological aspect within the sport like um, confidence, like dealing with pressure, like um, maybe thriving in uncertainty or dealing with adversity uh, in order to either perform the best that they can or get the results that they would like to get or both. Definitely. So performing an enhancement is one. The other side of things would be the health and well-being side. Um, as a sports psych, we don't specialize in mental health. Uh, we train purely for performance enhancement. However, I think it's really important to acknowledge the connectedness of performance and health and well-being. So it can't go unnoticed, even though we don't, I guess, formally train. Uh, I've certainly been on a good few courses and I keep on top of the current research to do with mental health because performance and mental health, I don't think, or not mental health per se, but performance and health and well-being mm -hmm. um, can be categorized. However, at the same time, I think that they're both so connected um, that they should be classed within the one pillar. For example, if you are not performing too well, it could negatively affect your health and well-being. Um, but alternatively, if your health and well-being is suffering, then you're not going to perform at Definitely, your best either. Yeah. So yeah. really both things have got to be taken into consideration. And I would never work with a client and purely just focus on the sport or the performance side of things. Um, their personal life and them as an individual, as a human being, um, plays such an important role as well. 100%. And I think that the mental illness is so common in athletes like the figures change every time I look at them but sure. there are so many people that like a good percentage of athletes have struggled with some form of mental illness or mental illness tendencies um and my question really is where do you think the onus comes for performance psychology to be more implemented in that so that's it's a good question but also a tough one to answer mm -hmm. um i guess it really depends on the context so if i were to work with an individual client and i thought that they were struggling with mental health issues Mm -hmm. 
uh, and I actively knew that, it wouldn't be my place to work on it, but I would certainly um, encourage them to seek professional help in that regard. And I myself have got a referral network. I can't force them to do it. Yeah. I can't force them to go, but I would suggest. I wouldn't even diagnose because, mm -hmm. again, I'm not trained to do that. Yeah. So I would ask them about it and we would talk about it in detail, but I would never say, okay, yes, you are um, suffering from general anxiety disorder. You are depressed. Mm -hmm. It's not my place and I'm not trained to do so. However, if they feel like they're struggling and it's not got anything to do with sport or performance, I would definitely recommend them on. So privately, referring, I think, is really important, but it also needs that buy-in from the individual as well. Definitely. Um, so my, question, my next question for you, Jeffrey, is what do you think the most common issue for athletes is with regards to performance psychology, the general sports psychology world? Um, I wouldn't two, say that there's a, <laughs> I wouldn't say that there's a common thread. Um, mm. Generally, my inquiries um, are quite broad in terms of the reasoning. Um, I think that if I, if, okay, I'm going to try and pick two here. This is a tough one. Um, I think dealing with a run of poor performance mm -hmm. um, is one. So whether that is on a kind of broad level, so they have lost matches, uh, games, events are not performed well at a competition over the course of a few months perhaps there's been a kind of general dip in performance over a period of time or whether that's on a kind of narrower scale where um they lose a run of points or the um i guess performance dips within a game a, a set a match um or the one competition so i guess in to to explain that maybe dealing with adversity in a kind of broad sense um is one and it's it's a really interesting one and i completely understand where they're coming from um what's interesting is a lot of the time athletes have the perception of these things being really bad mm -hmm. and sure a run of bad points a run of bad matches um are are more negative than positive you don't want them to happen um but it's important to remember that in sports these things are really really common yeah, definitely. It's not likely for an athlete to produce great performance after great performance after great performance after great performance. Um, 
but what happens a lot of the time is when we start performing worse than usual we start to catastrophize that and overthink and view it as something really really bad rather than it's just sport yeah definitely and do you think that that is just the nature of sport that it is going to be difficult for athletes to kind of overcome that that adversity or do you think it's a cultural thing um i think it's the nature of sport um sport is really difficult mm -hmm. if it was super easy and we were all able to do it no problem it'd be boring um and everyone would be competing at a high level mm -hmm. so it's a really really difficult situation to be in it kind of throws us into the deep end of dealing with uncertainty and bad things happening and nerves and pressure at all levels whether you're a professional footballer who is aware that the media are on them or if you're you know an eight-year-old footballer where your parents are cheering you from the crowds and you're worried about selection the following week because you've had a bad game it's all relative um in terms of culturally i'm not too sure um i think there's certainly countries out there who are better at um implementing sports psychology from a young age mm -hmm. and that can really start to shift the perception um, of sports psychology and all of the specific concepts within that um, which can help but i do think that yeah there needs to be more of an understanding in the uk Definitely. Uh, about sport and what it entails and an acknowledgement and understanding that failure is going to be extremely common. Mm -hmm, definitely. I would agree with you on the fact that some countries are better than others. I think that especially in this country, it's still kind of viewed as a bit of an anomaly if you're not at the top level and you have a sports psychologist um mm. it's still very rare for that to kind of um be the case um but i think it is changing and i think that it is getting a lot better i didn't want to touch on covid but now that we've gone there um i think uh -oh. that it's important to address the fact that I mean, you just said that a lot of people are struggling, generally struggle with dealing with adversity. How have your athletes found dealing with COVID? Um, generally, I've been really impressed with how everyone I work with has dealt with the situation this year, whether that's being on lockdown and, and changing their whole routine up, whether that's to do with not being able to compete therefore not having that income that they would normally have um, and all of the pressures around those kind of things. Adaptability has been really key and 
right from the word go, that's what that's been the main talking points within my sessions with clients. Um, and generally, yeah, they've they've adapted well. Um, of course, like everyone, including myself, there's been dips in motivation, uh, which is completely understandable. Um, but generally with the people that I work with, their adaptability has been key this year. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really shown. Um, they've, when they've started to compete again, or they've started to go back to training again, there's not been this huge leap because they've been able to keep on top of certain things over this time. Um, I've worked on areas that I wouldn't normally have time to work on with clients because, because of their busy schedules and everything that um, comes hand in hand with that. So it's actually provided some time to work on areas that we wouldn't normally work on and also just get to know each other a little bit more and use this time to to build rapport which of course is a huge um is a huge benefit to to the work that i do definitely definitely um i think for at the moment we are definitely in I mean, the pinnacle of adversity. I've never heard the word unprecedented so much in my life. Um, so what would be your biggest advice for any athletes, whether they're eight years old or like 20 years old, what would be your biggest advice for people dealing with adversity? Well, I think it's important to acknowledge that we're all dealing with adversity just now. Uh, and to remember that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. um, I think a really important bit of advice in regards to dealing with adversity would be to take a mental step back. Like I said, we often catastrophize things. We often make mountains out of molehills in our heads when we're in a pressured situation, when we're in an adverse situation, when we're in a situation where we don't feel too great. And sometimes actually taking that mental step back and thinking about it, putting things in perspective and uh, thinking about it a bit more slowly can do the world of good. Yeah, definitely. So, doing that you can start to become more creative with your thinking rather than saying okay this is a setback this will affect me in a negative way taking that step back you can add more to that you can say to yourself this is a setback yes this could affect me in this negative way however it could provide this challenging opportunity, this challenging opportunity, this uh, avenue for mm. development. 100%. I, I think the thing that you're very good at doing is reframing the words that are in your head. Um, and that's always struck me um, with you that you're very good at kind of acknowledging the like self-talk that you have um 
And so I'm going to lighten the mood a bit here after we've talked about COVID and sure. everything. Um, I feel like I need to. And I always ask, whenever I have people on the show, I always ask, so let's just pretend that we're living in a parallel universe where we can actually have dinner parties and you're allowed to invite three people past or present what three people would you invite to your dinner party oh and why? this is very interesting let me think um i would invite Hmm. I would invite Muhammad Ali. Good choice, good choice. That was my choice. One of the, was it? Yep. <laughs> nice, great minds think alike, as they say. Um, I think, you know, one of the greatest athletes to ever live. And yeah, I would have a myriad of questions to ask him. 100%. Uh, and I would just love to see and feel his demeanor, his presence. Yeah. Um, number two would be, this is difficult. This is a difficult one. Um, <laughs> number two would be Conor McGregor. Interesting. And I'd be intrigued because I've always been intrigued by Conor McGregor, again, for demeanor, personality, self-confidence, mm -hmm. belief. I would like to see how that plays out if he was in the presence of Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. That would be very interesting. As well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I think it would have to be Seth Rogen to lighten the mood a little bit because I think that dinner party could get quite intense. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you on that one. It's <laughs> so interesting hearing different people's reactions to that. Um, and to me, your answers just scream the sports psychologist in you um, <laughs> because I can just imagine you just sitting there observing everyone's body language and stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Um, where can people find you if they want to get in touch or ask any more questions? Sure. Um, so I'm on pretty much all social medias. My uh, Instagram handle is JW Performance Psychology. My Facebook page is JW Performance Agency. And uh, my website is www.jwperformanceagency.co.uk or you can just type in Jeffrey Webster Sports Psychology in Google and I'm sure all of them will come up. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, no problem at all. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? Um, last one before I go, because we were kind of talking about it at the start and how psychology is generally given the back seat within the world of sport yeah. so i would encourage the listeners mm -hmm. to think about how important sport psychology is to them what percentage do you think the 
psychological side of things has on your performance mm -hmm. some people say 50 percent. some people even go as far as saying it's 90 percent mental i'm sure you've heard all of these yeah. um quotes before or um heard this in interviews so yeah like i said i firstly want to maybe just get the listeners thinking about what what's their percentage mm -hmm. and then follow that up with and how am i working towards that percentage if i think that sport is 80 percent mental what am i doing on a weekly basis to ensure that i'm developing the mental side of my performance whether that's for performance enhancement reasons or health and well-being reasons um, and just start to think about that and um, from there you might realize okay sports psychology is maybe something that could benefit me definitely i love the fact that you've just given our listeners kind of homework to do um <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry everyone <laughs> But um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, do all the usual. Give this video a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. Um, you can listen to us on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. You all know that if you're listening. Um, and make sure to share and like all the socials to make sure that you can keep up to date with everything that's coming. Um, but thank you so much, Jeffrey, for coming on the show. And I hope that you guys are all staying safe right now. And we shall see you next time.